What's up, y'all? It's Zach. And listen, y'all, Living Corporate is partnering with the Coalition of Black Excellence, a nonprofit organization based in California, and bringing a special speaker series to promote CBE Week, an annual week-long event designed to highlight excellence in the black community, connect black professionals across sectors, and provide opportunities for professional development and community engagement that will positively transform the black community. This is a special series where we will spotlight movers and shakers and leaders who will be speakers during CBE week. And today we have Kiwoba Alaire. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Kiwoba Alaire is the founder and CEO of Girl STEM Stars and an executive business partner at Google. She is inspired and dedicated to helping young girls build successful futures in the tech industry. Kiwoba sits on local nonprofit boards for the United Way the Sheriff's Activities League, the Family Network, and Ronnie Lott's All-Stars Helping Kids. Among her many accolades, Alaire was named one of the top 50 multicultural leaders in technology by the Coalition Diversity Council, Women Worth Watching by Profiles in Diversity Journal, recipient of the Sisters Rock Beyond the Limits Award, San Francisco Business Times Most Influential Woman, Forever Influential Woman, and Silicon Valley Business Times Most Influential Woman. Now listen, y'all. We typically have air horns. We're going to drop the air horns right here. She got all the all the badges. All of, She's certified, y'all. She is here. Welcome to the show, Kawaba. How are you doing? Fantastic. Um, glad that the fires have subsided. God sent some rain and Amen. we have blue skies. Um, it's it's nice to, to be in California today, to say the least, you know? Absolutely. Well, no, definitely happy uh, that, that you are, you and yours are safe and sound. Yeah. So, I know I gave our audience your profile I'm in our intro, but do you have anything else you'd like for us to know about you? I'm from San Francisco, born and raised, and I'm married. I have a wonderful husband named Patrick, and I have a little boy who's turning five next month, uh, Christoph, and they are the love of my life. Um, I have a you know, great family. Uh, I'm blessed to be alive. You know, I'm, it's, you'll know why when I say it, when I tell you later, but I am very, very grateful to be healthy and alive. Absolutely. You know, what do you, you know, we're going to talk about uh, girl STEM stars today and your background in Google and, and the work that you're, you've done uh, within your, not within your organization, as well as your job and your career. Now, what do you think are some of the biggest misconceptions when it comes to STEM? I would say that there's no room for creativity in the STEM fields. Hmm. Creative STEM careers, such as working in virtual reality, uh, Pixar, making movies, or uh, music data journalists, or NASA, Spotify, electronic arts. There are even fun activities that I like to do myself, which is like paragliding and scuba diving. Um, when I'm flying in the air with my husband, there's a lot of STEM. Scuba diving, there's a lot of STEM on my back, keeping me alive under 100 feet of water, underwater. Yeah. So, um, and I generally don't see people that look like myself doing any of these activities. You know, just, it's, it's the same with like golf. I mean, look, there's only one one we really highlighted person of color, black man playing golf. And there's a lot of STEM when it comes to golf. When you think about it, you know, just there's a lot of fun activities that I just don't see people that look like myself doing. And I like to highlight that to the girls um, at Girl STEM Stars. No, that's so true. And I, I, I will say that for me, as someone who doesn't really have a STEM background, it is easy to think about STEM and say, okay, well, it's just, it's just X's and O's, ones and zeros, very binary, right? Right. Everything we do. Absolutely. And, and when you, and when you talk about it, 
Um, even you know, and, and just like makeup, makeup. You need oh, yeah. deodorant. I'm, and I'm just looking. I'm, and the reason I'm, I'm I said makeup, I'm looking. I'm in my bedroom right now, and I'm looking at my wife's uh, nightstand. And I said yeah. deodorant. I see deodorant. I'm like, you know, just cologne. Um, yeah. You know, print design. There's all types of things that I believe it's, it's integral to. So, what impact though? To your point around not seeing a lot of us in the spaces mm-hmm. that you uh, engage for, uh, that you engage recreationally. What impact? do you believe you are making when black and brown girls see a black woman featured so prominently in STEM, in the STEM field? Huge impact. Um, You know, I've been on both sides of it. You know, when I worked at uh, AI, artificial intelligence company, tech company called Rocket Fuel, I was the director of global giving. So we wrote a lot of checks, but I like thinking, you know, we need to do more than just write checks to to charities. We need to actually me, as the only black woman at the company at the time, um, I need to be able to lift girls up, not just just give hands, hand out. Wow. And so in the position that I was there, you know, I was the only black female executive and I had the opportunity to bring children to our campus, gorgeous campus. Um, you know, it had a big uh, gym and swimming, Olympic swimming pool, rock climbing wall, the whole nine yards at the cafeteria, um, great lawns. And the kids would come and they're like, wow, what I got to learn to work at a place like this. Or when I bring them to NASA, because of, you know, my position in the community, I have people that reach out to me from NASA, from, from you know, Google in the past and, and Microsoft, Yahoo, um, they reach out to me and say, hey, we want your girls to come. We bring them. Uh, we've had a relationship with NASA for the last five years. And some of the parents and the mothers will come as chaperones and they start to cry. They're like, wow. oh, my God, I didn't know anything like this existed. So being able to be in a position to lift girls up into what it looks like to work at a STEM, at a, at a tech company, um, it blows their minds. Literally. Um, I, I could imagine. I remember when we took them to Yahoo, and I had a, a bus to pick them up. Took them out to. I wanted to kind of give them a, a cultural experience. I took them out to dim sum. They loved it. Yeah. And um, you know, keep in mind these girls are coming from either um, homeless shelters mm. or they're coming from deep, deep in the um, unrepresented communities where you know some of the girls are. They live in a flat, an apartment with ten other people. And one bathroom, one bedroom, you know, Um, some of the girls are are from very violent um, neighborhoods. Right. So for them, you know, some of the parents are incarcerated. I I remember one of the girls when we were on a bus got a call from her father who was in jail. So um, in prison. So just getting them out of their community, one, um, giving them a good meal and then I've got them now. Okay, they've already I've got their attention. And then. To, to step foot onto like the Yahoo campus, they literally all went. Ah, this like this was what Disneyland must look like. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, oh look, there's the cute Asian boys over there, and the Asian guys are like <laughs> <laughs> blushing, you know. And they, you know, they come inside to the lobby and they see all the gadgets and they're given gift bags and T-shirts and they're like okay, I'll make sure to give this t-shirt back at the end of the day. I'm like, no, sweetie, that's for you. They're like, this new t-shirt is for me? Yeah. This, some of these girls haven't had a new piece of anything in, in ever, all of their lives, right? right. right. 
Right. And then when we get the ERGs, which is a employee, a, resource, uh, group. employee resource group, exactly. When we get like the black networks and, you know, all the females, the, en- the female engineers coming, or I have, when we're at NASA, I have the black female rocket scientists come and speak to them. They're just like, oh, oh my God. You know, when we're on the bus, I'll ask them, what do you want to be like when uh, you grow up? You know, and they're like, oh, I want to be like Beyonce. Or I want to be, you know, dancer in a video. Um, and at the end of the day, they'll be like, oh, I want to be like that pretty black rocket scientist. I want to be like her. Um, I've had Congresswoman Jackie Spear come. Mm. And uh, I think that's actually one of your questions. So I'll go ahead and let you ask it. because I'm, I'm <laughs> Well, first of all, this is great. I mean, and we don't have to have a we can we can freestyle it, too. Uh, OK, but this this is good. I'm I'm I'm, I'm curious really kind of talking about the program a little bit more. Can you give us the origin story? Like what was the, the motivation behind it? Uh, and, and and where in you building girls STEM stars, did you realize how big of an impact it was making? Okay. So I'll start with the first question. Um, and you know, I'm Christian, so it's, it's okay, right? Absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Great. okay. Um, so I, um, Girl STEM Stars was born very organically. Um, so I had to have an emergency surgery and after that surgery, I was told everything was fine. And, um, two weeks later, everything was not, I, um, wound up, uh, passed out on my floor in, in, uh, in our home. And my husband had to rush me to, um, the emergency room And all I remember them telling me was that, uh, call your family. And I'm like, why? And he said, call your family because your white blood cell count is off the charts. I don't remember anything after that, but my husband telling me after it's all said and done that I had, um, three abscesses in my, in my abdomen and, um, they had to do an emergency surgery to get them out. Um, supposedly I woke up after, after all the surgery um, I was in a normal room and for two weeks and I was holding court. I had my, my computer on my, <laughs> on my tr- food tray and I was having people come in from work and, and working. Right. Yeah. Um, and I guess I was up late working. It was like three in the morning I was told, and I was talking to a nurse and then next thing, you know, um, all of my major body functions crashed at the same time, mm. my heart, my liver, my lungs, my kidneys, everything crashed and then, you know, they send the crash cart. And, um, my husband said they called him at three o'clock in the morning and said, we have induced your wife into a coma because she's dying. Mm. And, um, I was in a coma for about, uh, three, almost three, a little more than three weeks. And, uh, they figured out finally what was wrong with me. Um, I, I had, uh, we had some help. God sent at the last moment, um, God sent some, all of the chiefs of surgery, the chief of pulmonary, some guy from Stanford. Wow. And then they uh, finally figured out what was going on. And I was septic. And uh, they had like, had me like 10 IVs around and I was all, you know, needles everywhere, <laughs> uh, hoses and wires. Um, so when I came out of it, my aunt, I was in ICU for over a month 
my, I finally got home. I couldn't walk. I'd lost 50 pounds of body mass and um, I'm a thin woman, so I couldn't afford to lose it. So I couldn't walk. I remember they carried me up three flights of stairs in our home and put me in the bed and my aunt came and visited me and she's my prayer warrior. She's amazing, Auntie Clythia. And she said, uh, honey, you know that God sent his warring and ministering angels to save you, to keep you. Because my doctor said that I nearly died. I was five minutes from death three times. She says, you know, that is God working hard. Those angels are, war they're, they're warring over you. And uh, she said, the devil tried to take you out. But I'm telling you right now that you were saved not to go back and work at that tech company. Yes, you know, do your job, but you were saved for a greater purpose than just working at a tech company. Um, you need to think and pray about what that greater purpose is because you have a greater purpose on this earth. And I said, okay. And I believed her, you know, after, you know, my cardiologist and it's just the fact that I had a cardiologist is crazy because, you know, I was like a gym rat. I had a trainer. I was all up, you know, and you know, for this, for my cardiologist, she was uh, an Asian lady that stood halfway up me. Right. And she's screaming at me going, you must take your medicine. Do you realize you were five minutes from death three times? I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'll take the heart pills. You know? Oh my goodness gracious. Uh, so yeah, I was intubated. You know, I, they had the tube down my, my throat and for breathing and all of that. I was out, out. Um, so when I was home, you know, I was home for about three months and I thought about, you know, what is this greater purpose, you know, that I would, I'm supposed that I was saved for. And I started to think about what bugs me the most. And then I realized, you know, I used to complain to um, HR and recruiting, please start hiring people that look like me. Stop hiring people that look like you. Um, and, you know, being the only black woman there, I mean, it started to get kind of creepy. You know, I'm married to a Frenchman, a Caucasian guy. And, you know, if I didn't go to, if I didn't go to church or my parents' house, I didn't see anybody that looked like myself then. You know, uh -huh. our, our son wasn't around then. Yeah. You know, we live in it. We live in an Asian neighborhood. So it's like, um, you know, when do I get to see anyone that looks like me? Right. Sure. Yeah. So I, then I realized, hey, instead of complaining about the situation, be the change you want to see. And I picked up the phone from my recovery bed and called LegalZoom and, and said, I want to start a nonprofit that advances girls of color in STEM. And at first I said black girls. So then like, well, that's be a little bit more inclusive. Sure. Girls of color from underrepresented communities. Yes. And yes. Um, that's how Girl STEM Stars was born. You know, it took me nearly dying to realize I had a greater purpose in me. And that greater purpose was to have an impact on um, the young girls in my community. And, glo glo you know, my, my bigger vision is to take it globally. So what was the moment or did you have a specific moment in building Girl STEM Stars where you you saw the impact and you realized how global and how major this could be? Yes. Um, when I was at Rocket Fuel, I... You know, girl, the, the program was growing uh, pretty, pretty big. And I had a hundred girls, mostly uh, black girls, but we had, you know, pan Pacific girls. We had pan, pan Asian girls. We also had uh, Latinas and such. And um, we had a room of a hundred girls in the same t-shirt, Girl STEM Stars t-shirt. And they had little goodie bags and we'd fed them breakfast. I had a 
black people rocket scientists come in and speak to them. And I remember um, they, she's gorgeous. Her name is Aisha and uh, Aisha Bao. And she's amazing. You should interview her one day. Um, and she said, what do you, how much money do you think I make? And the girls were like, I don't know. $5,000, you know, because <laughs> keep in mind where they're, where they're coming from, right? And their kids, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Higher, higher, 10000 no. 50000 no, higher, higher. She says, I make over $100,000 a year. And the girls fell out on the chair. So, <laughs> oh, wow, you must be a millionaire. <laughs> you know, and I have all my speakers bring in their pictures from when they were the age of the girls, which is between 8 and 18. Yeah. But I prefer pictures like from when they're like 10 or something and pigtails, you know, sure. doing sports or whatever. And then show them now like in different countries and then at their home and whatever and their family so they can really relate and you know so she'll say this is like this was me when i was a little girl in pigtails and and this is me now standing next to a celebrity or whatever it is right, right. and the girls are just like going wow wow you know and then she talks about the type of work that she does i had another another lady come in and talk about how she's looking for um water on mars and the girls were like wow yeah then i had mm-hmm. um you know, you, you, got, you got them hooked, right? And then I had Congresswoman Jackie Spear come in. Wow. And she is uh, a mature woman, and she's Caucasian. And, uh, you know, when they had, you know, she had her security guards and everyone coming. And, you know, we had, I had the girls line up and clap as she came in. And they were mumbling to themselves, what's this old white lady going to have to say to <laughs> That's so funny because that's so like, true. That's so black. That's such an honest... <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Jackie's my friend, right? Right. And uh, she she's spoken for me many times, and I I know she heard them, and she's like, uh huh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I know I heard them. So Jackie and I are looking at each other. You know, we wink at each other. So we get all the girls to sit down, and uh, I don't remember if if Jackie showed a picture of herself young. I, I don't remember, but. She started off, and you know, I introduced Congresswoman Jackie Spear, and she gets up there, and she looks at them, and she gets everyone's quiet. She's quiet. She waits for the moment. She goes, and she 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 pumps her, she beats her chest, and she goes, "I got shot up five times, left dead overnight, nearly wow. died." And they're like, "Oh, here she comes." Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> then she says, "Then I got married, I got pregnant, and my husband got run over by a car on his bicycle in Golden Gate Park." They're like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and they're like, okay. She has their attention. They're all right. at the tip of their chairs. Right. She goes, now I'm going to talk to you about adversity. Now I'm going to tell you how I need to know STEM to run this constituency. I am a boss. And then she ends it with a picture of her and President Obama. The girls jump out of their chairs. They're crazy. like, oh, oh, man, oh, man. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. I had goosebumps going yeah. up my arms. And so then, you know, at the end of the day, they all had little notebooks and at the end of the day, and Jackie spoke forever. She's first, you know, her people were telling me, okay, you know, she's only got 30 minutes. Okay. So it's only 30 minutes when Jackie spoke. And they're like, busted. they were so frustrated. They're all spinning around in the hallway going, what are we going to do? We got to push stuff <laughs> in her moment. She was in her element. Right. So at the end I said, okay, now you told me what you want to be when you, um, when you grow up, you want to be like Beyonce, you know, you wanted to be, you know, a veterinarian so you could play with puppies or you wanted to be a dancer in a music video. Now, what do you want to be? They're like, I want to be like that badass congresswoman. Can I get her autograph? <laughs> <laughs> they all run up and they get in line 
to get an, a, a Congre- an autograph from badass congresswoman and take pictures with her and do selfies with her. We have just created a new STEM hero, an icon in their lives. That's when I knew we were making an impact. So, of course, all of this is amazing. Um, and really in alignment with the story you just shared, as well as when I'm looking at the, your content on your website, what I'm noticing and what I'm really excited about when I look at Girl STEM Stars is that there is a, a clear effort and intention around making STEM practical and available for the girls that you're trying to reach. And I think for me, coming up when I thought about STEM and I I would think about being like a scientist or thinking of being some type of engineer for me those things were like as far away as being like an astronaut right I was like okay how do I even do that and the the when I would think about some of the math and things behind it it just seemed so far away so far away and um, I think again one thing kind of talking about the program you all you have these these camps Mm mm-hmm um, that I believe again, kind of bring STEM to life and, and kind of bring it up close yes. uh, for the for the girls. And so, I'm curious: Do you have a favorite camp? Do any kind of stick out to you, or anything of that nature? Yes, NASA. NASA is one of the most mind blowing camps that we have. The parents, you know, they they fight to get <laughs> to get on that list. Um, we've been doing STEM camps with NASA for the last five years. And uh, we're grateful to be invited every year. And we will get a bus um, load of girls, 50 girls every year. They're all from underrepresented communities. And uh, some of the the mothers to chaperone. And uh, when we roll into NASA, we stop at the big front gate. And one of the engineers will get on, the one that invites us every year. And he will give us a driving tour of NASA. And the girls are just, they're all, they're glad, their faces, their noses are pressed to the windows going, wow, wow, this looks like a movie set, like a sci-fi movie, you know, and they're all (laughs) blown away. And some of them, like the mothers are crying, going, I never knew anything like this even existed in the Bay Area. Um, And then we will go to a big conference area and uh, we will meet the interns, the summer interns. And usually we have our our teenagers uh, do this camp and it's all day from uh, 7.30 in the morning till about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Wow. And uh, yeah, and at first, you know, the, they're on the bus and they're all tired. And I asked the same question, what do you want to be when you grow up? I tell you, Beyonce is famous. I mean, they always say Beyonce. She I is beloved, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm, like, I'm waiting to hear like Nicki Minaj. I don't know. Oh, I'm no, like, no, Beyonce. I think Beyonce has, she has, she has Nicki beat by a good mile or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, so, you know, that's what they're saying on the bus. And I've, I've got video of it, too, you know. So when we get there, they all get into the conference room. We feed them breakfast and they're, you know, they're tired. They're not used to being, you know, up that early in the morning, um, especially when we do these on Saturdays. You know, and I tell them, you know, you should congratulate yourselves because, you know, you investing in your future. You know, you could be home like the other kids watching cartoons and eating right. cereal. Right. You know, you're here, you know, investing in your future and your parents, you know, thank you. Um, and then a beautiful black woman with braids down her back comes in with a NASA jacket on and they're all like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, she'll say, you know, hi, I'm Dr. Wendy and I am a rocket scientist here at NASA. They're like, ooh. 
they're like, okay. And then the interns are all in their teens. They're like, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old. So the teenagers are seeing, we'll go from station to station to station. We're probably hit by five different departments in NASA. And we all split up and we do uh, breakout sessions. And we all split up and there's, there's an engineer, a rocket scientist that will take us uh, give us a tour and we go around to these different um, locations. One could be uh, drone testing. Another is a simulated uh, spaceship where we can actually go in and see what it looks like to to live in a spaceship and touch things and, and hear what the interns are doing. Um, they're creating little uh, robots that fly in the air and bring tools to the astronaut. I mean, wow! Just amazing stuff, right? And the there's other kids that are, you know, also working with rocket scientists to find water on Mars. That's a really big thing right now. And uh, then we'll have a they they host a big lunch, a big barbecue lunch with a DJ, and the girls get out and they dance. And they get um, the the black engineer group at NASA will come and they'll dance with them and they'll get to talk and get mentored by um, the black females at NASA. And at the end of the day, of course. Um, after, you know, Dr. Wendy will speak to us again and show videos. Um, I'll say, okay, what do you want to be like when you grow up? I want to be like Dr. Wendy. I want to be like those other black women we were dancing with. So I want him to have a real experience with these um, black female engineers and rocket scientists where they eat with them. They eat at NASA. They, they dance with people. They get to hear what they do, the type of work that they do, how they got to where they got to. So they're completely immersed in the environment. And, you know, it's like, I did NASA. It's like, a, it's like you know, a major field trip to another country, to right. another world, really. Another world. Because, you know, from their little perspective, um, where they're coming from, some of these girls, like I mentioned before, you know, a flat or a homeless shelter, a flat with 10 people or a homeless shelter, this is, this is mind-blowing. And you see their little minds just go pop. And I'm like, yes, we got them. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. It's easy to underestimate the value um, or the impact that that from outside looking in what that has on a child. I remember for me, STEM wasn't really my background, uh, but it was uh, music. And so for me in middle school and high school, you know, I was one of the one of the better players in uh, in Dallas and I actually played in the greater Dallas Youth Orchestra. And I was ex- very I cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was able to play with um, the orchestra. And I was able to play at the Myerson, which is like this big concert hall uh, in Dallas. And um, it was great. And so well, that changes yeah, your whole world. It changes your entire world. Yeah. And, and then even like, you know, when I did some volunteer work um, and does some volunteer work where you have underrepresented kids come in who are who come from poor backgrounds and they get to see your workplace and they, they view yeah. the work site and they, and they see you. And they, you know they see somebody like me. I'm a young black man, and I tell them I'm a I'm a manager, or and then I you know I just did this that and the third, and I travel every week. Just them seeing yeah. me and them asking like, so wait, you get to you you do this, you travel, you and it just it it blow it changes their entire perspective. So that's incredible. Um, yeah, I do the same thing. I bring the girls by my desk, you know, like at Google or you know wherever I I was at Rocket Fuel. Um, I would give them a whole tour of the whole building and. They're looking around. They're like, I'm like, there's where the engineers work. There's and there's see, there's accounting. And one of my friends, they finally hired another black woman who was the head of accounting. Yeah. And she'd come out and in her all her glory, you know, she wore beautiful clothes. She was stunning. She mm-hmm. still is. And um, and she's like, so 
I'm the accounting part of this tech company. And you know, you have to know math to be able to be in accounting, but this is another way to get into a tech company is through accounting. Then I'd introduce them to the, you know, the head of marketing who happened to be a female as well, not of color, but, um, and, uh, the head of legal was female as well. The head of HR was female. So I would have them, we would go by each of their offices and their departments. She's like, I'm the boss of this whole department. They're like, wow, they the different um, departments in a a tech company. Right. 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 um, So they meet, you know, everybody, the engineers, everyone. So that also allows them to see the different avenues into tech companies or into tech in general. You're right. Like I, I think it is really easy when you think about STEM or when you hear the word STEM rather, it's mm-hmm. easy to go to um, like some scientist with a, yeah. with a white lab coat and their sleeves rolled up and they're, you know, pouring mixtures back and forth. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that, but it's much more far reaching that kind of going back to the top of our, our discussion. STEM is in every single thing we do. There's, there's some version, there's some version of STEM in literally every single thing that we touch or interact with or think about. And, and, and I think to your point around having them see the various avenues and how it all intersects is really important. So, um, where can people learn more about girl STEM stars and how can they support, like, what are the various avenues and options they have to actually support your organization? So they can go to girlstemstars.org. Um, that is, you know, where the donate button is. We really need donations because these camps are not cheap, you know, and I don't charge. I don't charge the parents at all. I've had parents from Google and, you know, from different tech companies try and have their kids come to my camp um, to pay. They're like, I'll pay you $300, you know, for my kid to go to your all day camps. And I'm like, no, this is uh, this is for kids that can't afford to go to fancy camps. Right. Where the parents, their parents can't afford to. So we want to continue to make the, the camps free. For the, mm-hmm. for the girls, you know, that means paying for buses and food and all of that, T-shirts, you know, all, all day to keep a child all day long, you know. Yeah. Um, so donations is definitely um, how people can help. Please, please give monthly. That A monthly donation um, has more impact than a one-time donation, um, but that's def- most definitely what we need to do. Well, so first of all, um, I don't want to, and I don't want to under, I don't want to zoom past that part. Because when there's so many so many opportunities and, and things out there, but they're limited uh, by economic barriers, right? Like the yeah. fact that you're able to offer these programs for free, not for not for a reduced cost, not for a discount, but for free to these families is so important, it's, and it's one less excuse. Um, you know, and it's it's a big deal when a parent gives up their child for a day, even if they're chaperoning them, to yeah. to, to follow them, you know, to to allow them to go off from their, their direct care. Um, and then to do that and then to ask them to, to give up something monetarily in a situation where they may not, they may not have the means to do so. So that's beautiful that you're able to do that. And we'll make sure to have the donation link in the show notes Thank and, you. and we'll direct folks uh, to, to donate there. Um, now this has been a great discussion, but before we go, I feel as if, I feel as if you have some more wisdom and some more jewels to share. So mm-hmm. I'd like to, uh, ask if you have any parting words or shout outs before we uh, we wrap up here I would say um, you know thank you God for saving my life yeah. <laughs> so that I, that I can have this impact on, on girls around the world 
Um, also, to keep in mind that I'm not trying to, Girl STEM Stars isn't about getting girls um, just into tech companies, but we're also, you know, this is why we our girls are from 8 to 18. We're also creating the future board members, the future decision makers, the future um, entrepreneurs of the world, you know. And that, you know, we want to we want to have our girls be in those those higher seats that are making the decisions about the world, about, um, you know, starting their own tech companies, maybe um, starting whatever, whatever, being entrepreneurs. Right. Yeah. And we're trying to give them that entrepreneurial mindset that you are in control, you know, that these, these kids, that they, they can make a decision to say, OK, I can watch cartoons in the morning or I can go to a girl STEM stars camp at NASA. Right. So giving them the opportunity, picking them up on the bus, feeding them, doing this all day long with them. It, it literally changes their whole world. I've had parents constantly sending me emails going, that one trip changed their whole daughter's perspective on life. And she started, you know, her grades are better. She knows that she knows what she sees, you know, because we, a lot of, a lot of the girls are regulars. Sometimes, you know, well, they're different, but for the most part, um, you know, when these girls get to go to all these different events, you know, uh, Maker's Fair and, and to City Hall and be treated like absolute ladies, you know, um, we treat them like gold. We roll out the red carpet for them. That that day will never, it will never leave them. You know, it, it changes their whole life. And we know that we've changed them in that one day and that they're looking for, they they've seen and experienced a better future for themselves. Absolutely. And, and often just t- needs that takes that one spark to yes. set off a whole new set of dreams. So that's exactly. inc- that's incredible. Well, awesome. Look, that does it for us, y'all. Thank you for joining us on the Living Corporate Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Living Corporate, Twitter at Living Corp underscore pod and subscribe to our newsletter through living dash corporate dot com. Remember, this is a special series brought to you by the Coalition of Black Excellence to learn more about the Coalition of Black Excellence and their CBE Week. Look them up at cbeweek.com. If you have a question that you'd like for us to answer real on the show, make sure you email us at livingcorporatepodcast at gmail.com. This has been Zach. You've been listening to Kooba Alaire, founder and CEO of Girl STEM Stars. Peace, y'all. Goodbye. God bless you all.